The 14th century English mystic Julian of Norwich has been talked about by people in many different ways, but first and foremost, she's the author of an extraordinary text, The Revelations, which is the earliest known text authored by a woman in English. Personally, she has been a friend and companion in my Christian life for over 30 years. I'm the Reverend David Simmons, Episcopal priest and oblate in the Order of Julian of Norwich. Thank you for joining me as we read and pray through the works of this extraordinary woman of faith and explore what she has to teach us about God's love. Good morning and welcome to Love Was His Meaning, Reading and Praying with Julian of Norwich. We are up to chapter 74 today. Um, But before we get into Julian, let's do the little office that is linked to our description. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and not my Redeemer. Let's say Psalm 61 together. Hear my cry, O God, and listen to my prayer. I call upon you from the ends of the earth with heaviness in my heart. Set me upon the rock that is higher than I, for you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the enemy. I will dwell in your house forever. I will take refuge under the cover of your wings. For you, O God, have heard my vows. You have granted me the heritage of those who fear your name. At length of days to the king's life, let his years extend over many generations. Let him sit enthroned before God forever. Bid love and faithfulness watch over him. So will I always sing the praise of your name, and day by day I will fulfill my vows. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let's say together a prayer of Julian. God of your goodness, give me yourself, for you are enough to me, and I can ask nothing that is less that can be full honor to you. And if I ask anything that is less, I shall always be in want, for only in you have I all. Amen. So here we are in chapter 74, a reminder that we're, we're after the revelations where Julian is doing a number of things that have been revealed to her, um, not, not through the revelations or through words, but through what she calls her spiritual insight. I understand four kinds of fear. One is the fear of attack that comes to a man suddenly because of his own weakness, This fear does good because it helps to purge man, as does bodily sickness or other such pain which is not sin, for all such pains help man if they are patiently taken. The second is fear of pain, by which a man is stirred and awakened from the sleep of sin. For man that is hard asleep in sin is not able for the time to perceive the gentle comfort of the Holy Spirit until he has understanding of this fear of pain, of bodily death, and of spiritual enemies. And this fear stirs us to seek the comfort and mercy of God, And thus this fear helps us as an entry place and enables us to have contrition by the blessed inspiration of the Holy Spirit. The third is doubtful fear. Doubtful fear, insofar as it draws us to despair, God wills to have transformed in us into love by true acknowledgement of love, that is to say, that the bitterness of doubt be turned into the sweetness of natural love by grace, for it can never please our Lord that his servants doubt his goodness. The fourth is reverent fear. For there is no fear in us that fully pleases God except reverent fear, and this is most gentle, for the more of it one has, the less it is felt because of the sweetness of love. Love and fear are brothers, 
and they are rooted in us by the goodness of our Creator, and they shall never be taken from us without end. We have it from our human nature to love, and we have it from grace to love, and we have it from human nature to fear, and we have it from grace to fear. It is part of the Lordship and of the Fatherhood to be feared, as it is part of the goodness to be loved. And it is proper for us who are his servants and his children to fear him for his lordship and his fatherhood, as is proper for us to love him for his goodness. And although this reverent fear and love are not separated, yet they are not both the same, but they are two in character and in operation, but neither of them can be had without the other. Therefore I am certain that he who loves fears, even though he feels it only a little. All fears other than reverent fear that are offered us, although they come under the pretense of holiness, yet are not as true, and by this they can be known apart. That fear which makes us quickly to see from all that is not good and fall into our Lord's breast as the child into the mother's arms, with all our intention and with all our mind acknowledging our weakness and our great need, recognizing his everlasting goodness and his blessed love, seeking only him for salvation, cleaving to him with certain trust, the fear which brings us into this process is natural, merciful, good, and true, and all that opposes us, either it is wrong or is mixed up with wrong. Then this is the remedy, to know them both and refuse the wrong. For the natural benefit that we have in this life from fear, by the merciful action of the Holy Spirit, that same benefit will be in heaven before God, noble, gracious, and totally delightful. And thus we shall be in love be intimate and near to God, and we shall in fear be noble and gracious to God, and both equally. We desire of our Lord God to fear him reverently, and to love him humbly, and to trust him mightily. For when we fear him reverently, and love him humbly, our trust is never in vain. For the more that we trust, and the more strongly that we trust, the more we please and honor our Lord in whom we trust. If we lack this reverent fear and humble love, as God forbid we should, our trust shall soon be misdirected for that period of time. Therefore, we much need to beseech our Lord for grace that we may have this reverent fear and humble love as his gift in heart and in deed, for without this no man can please God. Okay, so she jumps into this um, thing about the four kinds of fear, and this be her last sentence in the last chapter is, he wills that we should forgive our own sin in regard to our unreasonable sorrow and our doubtful fears. So now she's going into this meditation on, on fear and, and humanity, and she understands four kinds of fear. One is the fear of attack that, become, that comes from our own weakness. The second is a fear of pain. Um, the third is doubtful fear. And the fourth is reverent fear. And she basically says, all of these kinds of fears can be good in the fact that um, they can always redirect us to God. Um, for medieval people, the, the fear of pain was a particular um, way that that um, a lot of these accounts of, of people changing their lives, you know, that that's what really what really changes them. That's the 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 thing that motivates them to to change what's going on in their lives. Um, doubtful fear is something I think is the least helpful, uh, as she puts it, uh, because uh, it should be turned into the sweetness of natural love. But the fourth is reverent fear, and that's where I want to spend a little bit of time. Because she says, this is the only fear that fully pleases God. Now, for those of us who have worked in a in a counseling situation, we know that fear is quite often a problem uh, in um, uh, in our psychology and and in in the way that we approach the world. And certainly, fear is driving an awful lot of the awful things that are going on in the world here. Uh, 
But this fourth kind of fear that she talks about, reverent fear, is uh, in some ways not, well, so it's fear, but in some ways it's just a simple acknowledgement of the realities of the world if we are believers in the power and majesty of God. You know, uh, in the same way that um, you, you see a deer or a, or a rabbit, you know, stop and and be unable to move sometimes in the in, in, when something larger comes along that might be threatening. The reality is, 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 is fear is a reaction to the majesty and might of God. It is an acknowledgement that we are not fully in control. Uh, the thing that she says that I think is really uh, amazing here is that it's most gentle. The more of this fear you have, the less you feel it because of the sweetness of love. Because it's not just fear that God's coming at us with. It's that, That's actually our reaction to the, the, the majesty of God. God is is always giving us, is always sending love. Therefore, the more we fear God, the more we acknowledge the fact that we are in need of that love, the more of that love we receive, and the less we actually feel that reverent fear. So the more of this reverent fear we have, the less we actually feel it. And I think in our society, we're so enamored of being fearless, of of not acknowledging anything that is greater than ours, uh, it runs us into all sorts of problems, especially with, um, with our theology. Um, there's a song, uh, that I really like by the, um, the artist Regina Spector. It's called, um, laughing with, uh, where, uh, and I'll read just a little bit here. Uh, this is coming at fear from a, from a slightly different angle. No one laughs at God in a hospital. No one laughs at God in a war. No one's laughing at God when they're starving or freezing or so very poor. No one laughs at God when the doctor calls after some routine tests. No one's laughing at God when it's gotten real late and their kid's not back from the party yet. But God can be funny at a cocktail party when listening to a good God-themed joke or when the crazies, crazies say he hates us and they get so red in the head you think they're about to choke. God can be funny when told he'll give you money if you just pray the right way, and when presented like a genie who does magic like Houdini, or grants wishes like Jimmy Cricket and Santa Claus, God can be so hilarious. You know, in some ways she's speaking to our modern situation of, in some ways it's not so much that we just give up on God, it's that we, we have become so comfort uh, comfortable in the many ways that we've been able to improve our world, um, that we forget the ultimate reality here that we're not in control. And I think what that, that um, song really gets at the heart of is sometimes we are reminded very clearly that we're not in control and that we don't have, we're not the masters of our own fates ultimately. And that's where this holy fear comes in. The holy fear reminds us that even though we're not in control, the person who is ultimately in control is love. Why did he show this to us for love? Uh, who did he show us love? Um, all, all the way back into Julian here, it's all for love. Um, and if we can get past our need for self-sufficiency, self-control, and complete lack of fear to acknowledging that a certain amount of reverent fear is very healthy for us, um, then we're, we, we can move along the spiritual path a little bit further. Um, therefore, I am certain that he who loves fears even though he feels it a little. And the fear which brings us into this process is natural, uh, merciful, and good. So she's talking about the other fears, the other three fears here. How do you determine if those other fears are good or bad? Uh, the fear which brings us into the process is natural, merciful, good, and true, and all that opposes it either is wrong or is mixed up with wrong. Most of these other fears, 
in one way or the other is are impure. Only this this kind of pure fear of God, this acknowledgement of God as the sovereign, as the person who's ultimately in control, um, is 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 ultimately good. And thus we shall in love be. He says intimate and near to God. The word in um, in Middle English is homely. Uh, which uh, I'm not quite sure why he chose this because he's used to use homely before, uh, but we're, we're homely and near to God and will be in noble and gracious to God and both equally. We go, we're going back to that, that whole binary that she talks about, about God being homely, like being in our plain country houses with you know, our, our plain uh, peasant houses with us. And also this gracious, courteous Lord, um, who is the great king on the throne, uh, and we are the servant of. If we lack reverent fear and humble love, as God forbid we should, our trust shall soon be misdirected for that period of time. For without that reverent love, no man can please God. So I hope this is a good meditation for you. Uh, as she says, the right kind of fear is not something that we have to get rid of because the more we feel it, the less we um, the, we experience it because of God is all love. Let's continue with the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again, he ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We pray for peace the world over. Things specifically about the people in Sudan and in Eastern Europe, particularly Ukraine. I ask your prayers for all those who are victims of violence in our own country and for the strength to take the measures we need to. I bid your prayers and intercessions at this time. Let us pray together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Let us pray. Most holy Lord, the ground of our beseeching, who through your servant St. Julian revealed the wonder of your love, grant that as we are created in your nature and restored by your grace, our wills may be made so one with yours that we may come to see you face to face and gaze on you forever. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining me for Love Was His Meaning. Until I see you next time, take care and God bless. Thank you for joining me for Love Was His Meaning today. This podcast is generally available once a week on Thursday. The text of Julian's Revelations used in this podcast is The Complete Julian by Father John Julian Swanson OJN and is used by permission of the Order of Julian of Norwich. The theme music is Julian of Norwich by Bombadil and is used under license.